Welcome to the vodcast. I'm about as pro-gun as a person can get. I've served as an army ranger, law enforcement, and taught firearms tactics and use of force most of my adult life. With that said, I believe America has a mass shooting problem. I don't know anybody who would disagree with that. What we disagree on is how to address the problem. What does not help in any way, shape, or form is anti-gunners offering absurdly childish rhetoric and uninformed nonsense. The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Let's start with this. Michael Tomaski, editor of The New Republic, is a blithering idiot whose incendiary false claims only make finding a solution to the problem more difficult and less likely. We'll look at his false incendiary statements and then move on to his abject ignorance on the subject upon which he is speaking. I'll put the link to him saying those things in the notes. Tomaski recently wrote that, quote, the gun industry wants America's malls and schools to be war zones, close quote. This is what I mean by a blithering idiot making incendiary false claims. I know the vast majority of those hearing his words are rolling their eyes at the stupidity and the childishness of his assertions. I was in the firearms industry for years. There are few people more dedicated to the idea that firearms should never be misused than those within the industry. I'm 63 years old and I have never once heard anyone in the industry even make a cavalier comment about people wrongfully using firearms to harm the innocent. In fact, there are few things that infuriate people within the industry more than the products they sell being misused to harm the innocent. But to more directly address Tomaski's infantile assertion, for anyone to believe the gun industry wants America's malls and schools to be war zones, one would have to believe that the men and women who are executives at companies in the firearms industry don't send their children to school and their spouses and kids are prohibited from ever going to the mall. Both of these points are, of course, nonsensical. Then we come to Tomaski's display of profound ignorance. Or maybe he's not ignorant. Maybe he's just an out-and-out -out liar. That's for you to decide. Tomaski writes that the firearms industry continues to release ever more deadly weapons. To support that idiotic claim, he references Sig Sauer releasing its XCM Spear, which is a semi-automatic version of the Army's new XM7 rifle. Virtually all rifle manufacturers in the U.S. produce a semi-automatic version of various military rifles. There's nothing new or unusual about it. It has been the practice since long before mass shootings became a thing. Further, the functionality of the SIG rifle is identical to the AR. There are literally no differences. A person presses the trigger and a single round is fired. To fire another round, the shooter must let off the trigger until it reaches its reset point. Only then can the shooter fire the next round. The XCM Spear and the AR have the exact same functionality. If the XCM Spear and the AR have the exact same functionality, why would Tomaski claim the XCM Spear is proof that the firearms industry just keeps putting out ever more deadly weapons. I'm confident that if Tomaski was asked that question directly, he couldn't answer it because he knows nothing about firearms. Decades ago, you bought a rifle in the caliber you wanted, and that was the only caliber that rifle would ever fire. 
Over time, consumers expressed an interest to purchase a single rifle and enjoy the benefits of being able to swap out certain parts and have it fire a different caliber round. In short, instead of buying, as an example, three rifles, a person could buy one rifle that could be converted to fire three different calibers. One might think this would thrill Tomaski because people would be buying fewer rifles, but since he hasn't a clue about firearms, that thought would never cross his mind. In the early iterations, changing calibers was cumbersome, but over time, consumer demand for these convertible units drove innovation, and most rifles you buy today, if they offer a caliber conversion, the conversion is quick and simple. SIG's CXM Spear is an example of that modern reality. It can be converted to various calibers easily and quickly with just a few common tools. The issue of caliber brings us to what has Tamaski concerned, even though he's too ignorant about firearms to understand the issue. The SIG XCM Spear can run a number of calibers, including 300 Blackout, 5.56, which is the traditional AR-15 round, 7.62x39, which is best known as the round traditionally fired from an AK-47, 7.62x51, which has been around forever and is sometimes referred to as the 308, the 277 SIG Fury, and 6.5 Creedmoor. I could get into the external ballistics of each of these rounds, but why? You'll have the answer to that shortly. Decades ago, when I was in a law enforcement class to become a Glock law enforcement handgun instructor, the head instructor of that class was slender, about 5'8", since I know his background, including but not limited to his being a Green Beret in Vietnam, he's probably killed more people than you've ever met. He was a chill guy with an unassuming demeanor. During the course, someone asked what handgun caliber he thought was best. Before he got into answering the question in earnest, he said, I don't want to get shot by a 22. <laughs> For those who understand fighting with a handgun rather than merely doing range time, the issue is far more about shot placement than caliber. His point that day to a room full of cops was that getting shot by any bullet of any caliber hurts like a motherfucker and often degrades your ability to fight at your full potential. Before I continue, please take a moment to subscribe to the channel and hit the like button. If you aren't yet on the free speech platform Rumble, this is a perfect time to get on board. A platform that permits a free exchange of ideas rather than censoring open debate is where every American should want to be. Let's examine Tomaski's statement about the SIG XCM Spear in the context of mass shootings. Tomaski brings up that the SIG Fury round, which he didn't name because he doesn't know the name, is better at penetrating body armor. Remember that list of calibers we discussed a moment ago? 300 Blackout, 5.56, 7.62x39, 7.62x51, Sig Fury, and the 6.5 Creedmoor? Every single one of those rounds will go through soft body armor like a hot knife through butter. So in terms of soft body armor, there is absolutely no difference between, as an example, the 7.62x51, first introduced in 1952, and the Sig Fury that was introduced in 2019. Phrased another way, although those rounds were introduced 67 years apart, in terms of penetrating soft body armor, both do the exact same job. So, Tomaski's claim that the Sig XCM Spear is more deadly than its predecessors is false and idiotic. Where did Tomaski get the notion that the XCM is better at penetrating body armor? Some foreign troops are now wearing body armor that's more protective against rifle rounds than they were years ago. 
I've heard it said that the Sig Fury is better at penetrating the newer body armor worn by some foreign troops. But the assertion that it's better has to be taken in context. The main U.S. battle rifle for the last 60 years has been the M16 and its M4 variant, which fires the anemic 5.56x45 round. In my opinion, that decision was not a brilliant one, but it was made by government, so there's that. The M16 was never intended to be a main battle rifle. It was originally designed by legendary firearms designer Eugene Stoner as a lightweight weapon that could be used in a pinch by pilots whose aircraft had gone down behind enemy lines. In other words, it was, a, it was lightweight enough to be secured in a compartment of the plane along with a couple of magazines. A downed pilot would be able to fight a defensive action for a short period of time until Air Force pararescues could extract him. That was its intended purpose. Stoner never envisioned it as a main battle rifle. Anyway, the context is that some foreign soldiers are now wearing improved body armor the anemic 5.56 can't penetrate. That said, it's a virtual certainty any of the other rounds we've discussed today will defeat the newer combat body armor. By comparison, what is the context of a criminal psychopath shooting a bunch of innocent people at a bowling alley, post office, grocery store, factory, mall, or school? Is anyone wearing the newest generation of advanced battlefield body armor issued to foreign troops? Is anyone wearing any body armor at all? Of course not. The point is, in that context, it doesn't matter what the caliber is. In that context, all calibers are the same. Accordingly, the SIG XCM is no more or less deadly than a rifle manufactured as an example 70 years ago. And Tamaski is a moron. Now I'm going to say something that may cause some folks to feel uncomfortable. It is nevertheless true. The statement is this. If I was so inclined, I could take this 45 caliber handgun that I carry every day and kill a lot more people in a public space in a much shorter period of time than do mass shooters with rifles. Why? Because I'm a professional and the mass shooters are buffoons. But the larger point I'm making by sharing that information with you is the caliber isn't the critical factor, and we should all be thankful these mentally ill murderers have no skills. During an MSNBC appearance to highlight and promote his absurd claims, Tomaski was asked what can be done to stop the firearms industry. His answer was that in 2024, Democrats have to take all three houses. And again, he's either an idiot, he's lying, or he's knowingly manipulating those who watch MSNBC because the Supreme Court's Bruin decision prevents lawmakers from interfering with our inalienable right to keep their arms. The Bruin decision does that by applying the standard that if legislation would not have passed muster with the founding generation who wrote the Second Amendment, then such legislation cannot be considered constitutional today. With that standard in place, it wouldn't matter if 100% of the House and Senate were anti-gun Dems and the president was the same. Whatever laws might come out of such a construct would be struck down by the Supreme Court in short order under the Bruin standard. One of the things that concerns me about Tomaski's appearance on MSNBC is that because people who are knowledgeable about firearms don't watch MSNBC, Tomaski is spewing his bullshit to an audience that doesn't know any of the things we've discussed today, and therefore likely believe him. And that brings me back to the point of this presentation. How does spewing ignorance, or lies, to millions of people who are too uninformed to know they're being fed BS, 
help America effectively address mass shootings? Answer, it doesn't. In fact, it makes it harder to effectively address mass shootings. Why? Because people who buy Tomaski's bullshit become incapable of having a dialogue with someone like me. Why? Because guys like Tomaski program them to believe that people with my background want malls and schools to be war zones. In other words, they've been programmed to believe that I am the enemy. When in fact, on the subject of mass shootings, we both want the same thing. While I say we both want the same thing, I think it obvious our thoughts on how to get there are quite different. Because the Bruin standard effectively shuts down their dream of banning guns, or even certain types of guns, I would suggest to anti-gunners that they start talking with people like me about how best to address mass shootings, at least if they have any real interest in addressing them rather than using dead Americans as talking points. Back in 2022, I did a presentation discussing what works and what doesn't work in terms of addressing the mass shooting problem. I'll put a link to that down in the notes. Remember a moment ago I mentioned that I carry a handgun every day. Why do I do that? I think the best way to answer that in context of today's discussion is to point out that at the most fundamental level, there is a significant difference in the moral compass of people like myself and Tomaski. Well, Tomaski asks, How many children have to die before you'll give up your guns? I ask, How many children have to die before you'll pick up a gun to protect them? Destructive disinformation like Tomaski is spreading isn't limited to just guns. The U.S. government and trillion-dollar industries have been spreading disinformation about human physiology for decades. Their disinformation has resulted in the American people being the most ill society in all of human history. If you think that's just coincidence, you're wrong. I know it may be hard for some people to accept, but the disinformation has been put out to achieve exactly that result. In body science, I detail how going back all the way to the early 1960s, the narrative fed to the public about nutrition and human physiology was false. And to be clear, it wasn't mistaken. It was knowingly false. They knew it was false when they put it out. I give examples, including naming the conspirators who accepted industry money to falsify science in such a way that the health of the American people would be harmed. After the government joined the disinformation campaign in 1980, you can literally chart the dramatic increase in chronic disease that has led Americans to be the most ill people on the planet. I wrote Body Science because America is in the midst of a health crisis that has been manufactured. I don't mean that the stories about the explosion of illness and premature death in the U.S. have been manufactured. Those stories are very real. I mean that the massive level of illness in the United States has been created by so-called trusted sources, knowingly, willfully, and intentionally lying to the American people about nutritional physiology for 60 years. In addition, Americans are the most ill people on the planet because they believed people who were lying to them and continue to do so to this very day. As horrendous as that is, the good news is reading one book will forever sweep away their disinformation and make it crystal clear how every American can live a wonderfully healthy life. What could it hurt to read body science? It's not an expensive book. If I'm wrong, you blew a few bucks. If I'm right, your entire view of nutritional physiology will do a 180, and you will be one of the people living a wonderfully healthy life. 
I should point out that in the years since Body Science was released, it has never received anything less than five-star reader reviews, so you can be assured your money will be well spent. Another area where Americans have been horrifically harmed by government disinformation is the false narrative that everyone who earns a living owes income tax to the government. That narrative is the result of yet another 60-year disinformation campaign by the U.S. government. When I say that narrative has resulted in horrific harm, I'm talking about the U.S. government scamming the American people out of trillions of dollars every year. That's trillions of dollars that belong to you that the government has never had any legal right to and which should have remained in your possession being used by you for the benefit of yourself and your family. But instead, you were scammed out of it by the government and what I refer to in income tax shattering the myths as the largest financial crime in world history. And the victims are the working men and women of America. In all my works, I ask people not to believe me, but to challenge and test the information I present to see if it's factual, if it's credible. I always appreciate when people do exactly that because it is one of the best ways to learn what is true and what is not true. Or phrased another way, who's telling the truth and who's lying to you? A reader recently shared this comment with me, quote, I use both your books and both booklets to debate with everyone in a friendly manner. At first, I tried to prove you wrong, which led me to see you are correct. Close quote. I don't know about you, but I see our servant government stealing the property of American families by scamming we the people at, with disinformation to be morally unacceptable. Apparently, I'm not alone in that because here is what another reader recently shared. Thanks, Dr. Dave. I'm walking the walk on taxes thanks to you and as what I call a moral obligation, I've given five copies out to my family members as well as body science. I can't thank you enough. Close quote. You might think a book on the income tax is dry and boring. Nothing could be further from the truth. Readers have repeatedly referred to it as a page turner because it's written like a mystery tale. With each revelation of how the scam has been established and placed into effect, you want to know more. The story is truly amazing, and it's a story every American should read and know. Income Tax Shattering the Mist is the result of 17 years of research, broken down in a way that every American can readily understand. What the law really says, as opposed to what you've been told it says, is why I haven't filed a tax return or paid a penny of income tax for 30 years, and thousands of your fellow Americans have safely walked away from the income tax scam. But you can't even contemplate that until you stop listening to what others have told you about the income tax and discover the truth for yourself. Only then can you decide what you want to do about it. If you're a truth seeker, please go to drreality.news, drreality.news, and pick up a copy of Income Tax Shattering the Mist and or Body Science. You have my word. They will change your life. Also, by purchasing Income Tax Shattering the Mist and or Body Science, you help me to continue to be here for you with these thought-provoking presentations. Please, share this vodcast. Thanks for being here. Take care.